Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend JFK Mensa, a seasoned Bible teacher with over 40 years of ministry experience. He is a pastor, a church planter, a missionary, and an international conference speaker. He is passionate about making Christ-like disciples worldwide. JFK Mensa is the General Overseer of Great Commission Church International. May you be transformed as you listen to the Word of God. Lord Jesus Christ, we are here today to celebrate your victory over the grave and over death forever. We worship you because all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to you. You have overcome not only for yourself, but for us as well. And we give you glory. We commit the rest of this worship time into your hands. And our prayer is that your Holy Spirit will back what we are doing here in honor of both your resurrection and this anniversary in Jesus' name. Amen. Happy Easter to all of you. Today is a very, very special day for us as individuals, as churches, as Great Commission Church International and as DMT, Disciple Makers Temple. First, because last year by this time, the churches were closed and we could not celebrate Easter for like hundreds of years. Never has the whole world known that you can't have Easter celebration in church. But it happened last year. So that we will not take it for granted. This year, we are celebrating Easter. And we bless the Lord for it. There's even more important reason why we should rejoice is because of Easter itself as a celebration of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. For this Easter convention, we have been looking at the Gospel of John. And we broke the Gospel of John into six easy blocks. Block one is the pre-existence of the Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. In John chapter 1 from verse 1 to 18. Block 2 is 
the first year of Jesus' ministry or year of inauguration from John chapter 1 verse 19 to John chapter 4 verse 54. Then we had Jesus' year of popularity. John chapter 5 and John chapter 6. Then began Jesus' year of opposition. From John chapter 7 all the way to John chapter 12. Then we also saw Jesus' Passion Week. Lasting from John chapter 13 all the way to John chapter 19. The crucifixion and death and burial of Jesus. Today, we are looking at the last block, the resurrection and mission of Jesus Christ. The burden of my sermon today is to establish for you that the greatest thing that has ever happened since this world began is the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. And to explain the importance of the resurrection, the benefits of the resurrection, and your personal response to the resurrection. So, we are going to read the account from John. John chapter 20. We will read the passage from verse 1 all the way to verse 11. I will try my best to resist the temptation of commenting so that you get the picture of what happened. Now, this is reported in Matthew chapter 28. It is also reported in Mark chapter 16 and reported in Luke chapter 24. But we are reading John's account in John chapter 20. Let's try and read the first 11 verses. John chapter 20 from verse 1 to 11. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early, while it was still dark, and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Then she ran and came to Simon Peter, and to the other disciple, whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Peter therefore went out, and the other disciple, and were going to the tomb. 
So they both ran together, and the other disciple had run Peter and came to the tomb first. And he, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen cloths lying there, yet he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb. And he saw the linen cloth lying there, and the handkerchiefs that had been around his head, not lying with the linen cloths, but folded together in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who came to the tomb first, went in also, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not know the the scripture, that he must rise again from the dead. I want you to stop there for the meantime. The first time I read this passage, what caught my attention was the fact that the tomb was empty. Then Mary Magdalene ran and she ran to tell Peter and John that, do you know what has happened? Do you know what has happened? We are just from the grave. We are just from the grave of Jesus. Somebody has rolled the stone away and the tomb is empty. Peter and John, what? Then they ran. They ran. But John was younger, so he ran faster than Peter who was the married man. But the Bible is saying, when John got to the grave, he stooped, looked, and he saw the linen clothes they buried Jesus in, lying there. But he didn't enter the cave. Then Peter, breathing fisherman style, got there. But he, wanting to see everything gana gana for himself, he entered the cave. And when he went in, he saw the grave clothes they buried Jesus. It was there. And what the napkin they put around his head to wait so that after the Sabbath they will come and anoint it with oil. It was also lying there, folded. Then the Bible says, John, who came first, but didn't enter, he entered and he saw and he believed. What did he see before he believed? These people walked with Jesus for three and a half years. What did John see that he now believed? You see, everybody in the resurrection story, something made them believe. Thomas said that, me, I want to see him. I want to put my finger in his side. I want to put my palm in his Then I'll believe. Then Jesus came and said, Thomas, come. Put your finger in my nail prints. Then he felt and said, Lord, my Lord and my God. Jesus said, hey, 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 you have seen me, now you believe. You see, different people look at the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. Jesus walked with them. They were conversing and saying, oh, sorry. In fact, this Jesus, we all thought he was the Messiah. And Jesus told them, you fools, slow to believe. What the, all that, they didn't wake up. It was when they persuaded Jesus to stay with them overnight. And Jesus broke bread and gave to them. Hey! Then they, Jesus disappeared from them. That's when they believed. So John, who wrote the Gospel of John, also saw something and believed. 
What did John see to believe? What John saw was that not only was the tomb empty, when you are coming to steal a dead body, you carry the wounded dead body with the clothes, the grave clothes. Because the person is wounded. They wounded him before they crucified him. Therefore, you don't remove the clothes and carry the naked body. Nobody does that. Nobody will do that. Any thief will carry him and carry the grave clothes. But John saw that the person, you know, evaporated from the grave clothes. He came out through the grave clothes. And the grave clothes were lying there like a cocoon. And the napkin around his head was also lying there. And he saw that nobody stole Jesus' body. He rose never to die again. John saw and he believed. (laughs) For the first time, it entered his spirit that no. When Lazarus rose from the dead, John was there. In John chapter 11, Jesus said, remove the grave clothes from him so that he can be free. Lose him and let him go. So they had to lose Lazarus before he went. But Jesus, nobody lose him because the resurrection body came through the grave clothes and evaporated. John saw and he believed. He was with Jesus, but he never understood that there is a resurrection body which even if Jesus were to get up like Lazarus, like Jairus' daughter, or like uh, the widow of nine sons, those people died again. Since the beginning of time, all the people who got up Eh? The, the widow of Zarephath, whose son Elijah raised. Where is he? Show me. He died again. You see? That Shunemite woman, eh? In 2 Kings 4, whose son uh, Elijah raised from the dead. Where is he? He's gone. So, Jairus' daughter, all those people, they resuscitated. But Jesus resurrected Anastasia. That's it. And John saw and he believed. He saw and he believed. He saw and he believed. He saw and he believed. Yes. So let us talk about the importance of the resurrection. If the resurrection of Jesus from the grave is not true, every Christian should take your Bible and burn it. Because it means Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, they are deceiving us. Jesus didn't rise and they are saying he rose. It means we are still in our sins. Because 1 Corinthians fifteen fourteen says that then God didn't accept Jesus' work on the cross for us. 
If Jesus did not rise from the dead, then all Sunday meetings should stop. Because the nonsense of Sunday is that Jesus rose from the dead on Sunday. There is no reason why Saturday Sabbath should be changed to Sunday if Jesus didn't rise from the dead. Easter celebration must stop immediately. Because there is no reason to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus if he didn't rise from the dead. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 14 And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and your faith is also empty. Your faith is empty. The resurrection of Jesus from the dead is the proof that Jesus is the Son of God. Romans chapter 1 verse 4. Romans chapter 1 verse 4. It says, And declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit According to the spirit of holiness, by the resurrection from the dead. By the resurrection from the dead, Jesus is declared to be the son of God with power. Anybody, any human being, any religion, any tribe, anywhere, should produce somebody who dies and rises from the dead never to die. And we shall keep quiet. But if they cannot produce anybody... We declare that Jesus is the Son of God through the resurrection with power. Jesus is the Son of God. The resurrection is the proof that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. John 14, 6. That no one can come to the Father except through Him. The resurrection is the proof that Jesus is alive today. He is not a ghost. You can receive Jesus as Lord and personal Savior and have an encounter with Him. A Christ follower is not following a ghost. You are following a living person. Jesus, risen from the dead. In addition, the resurrection is the guarantee that there is life beyond the grave. (laughs) The resurrection of Jesus is the proof, the guarantee that when you die, you will get up. If Jesus had no reason, we have no right to say beyond the grave there is anything. But the resurrection of Jesus is proof that the world did not come by evolution. The world, we are not grandchildren of chimpanzees and monkeys. The the evolution theory is wrong because of the resurrection of Jesus. It is the proof that God created man in his image and that after death man gets up from beyond the grave. The resurrection is the proof for the second coming of Jesus Christ. If he didn't rise from the dead, 
You can't say he is coming. Coming to where? Coming to where? If you don't get up, can you come? Can you say Muhammad is coming? Coming from where? Can you say Okonfuanochi is coming? Where is he coming from? Can you say Nelson Mandela is coming? Where is he coming from? The second coming of Jesus is built on the foundations that he rose. He said he will come. He came. He said he would die. He died. He said on the third day he will rise up. He rose. He said he's going to heaven. He went. He said, I am coming again. Resurrection is the proof. The resurrection is the guarantee of judgment. Let's read that one in Acts 17, 30, 31. The Bible says the times of ignorance God has overlooked. But now, but now, but now he commands all men to repent because he has appointed a day on which he is going to judge all men. And he has given proof of this to all men by raising that man from the dead. Acts chapter 17 verse 30 and 31. Yes. Truly, those times of ignorance God overlooked. But now commands all men everywhere to now repent. Now commands all men everywhere to repent. Because, because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world. He has appointed a day on which he will judge the world. When Jesus rose from the dead, it's proof that there is judgment. There is judgment. There is judgment. There is judgment for all men, all tribes, all nations, all people, all villages, all communities. In righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. Yes. He has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. Please, read that part again. In righteousness. Yes. By the man whom he has ordained. He has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. God knows without. God knows without. Everybody, even Christians doubt. So he gave assurance. He gave proof. He gave guarantee that there will be judgment by raising the judge from the dead and presenting him to us. So, when Jesus rose from the dead, he was in no hurry to go to heaven. Acts chapter 1 verse 3 says, For 40 days he stayed on this earth and with many convincing infallible and stoppable uh, means he proved to the, his disciples that he was risen from the dead. Acts chapter 1 verse 3. Yes. To whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs. Many infallible proofs. Many infallible proofs. Being seen by them during 40 days yes. and speaking of these things pertaining to the kingdom of God. For 40 days. He appeared to Mary Magdalene. He appeared to the other three women. He appeared to Peter. He appeared to the twelve when Thomas was not there. Then he appeared when Thomas also was there. He appeared when they were fishing. He appeared to them on a mountain in Galilee. He appeared to over 500 people at one time. And Paul was saying some of them are still alive. Let's read that one from First. Uh, Corinthians chapter 15. Read all the way from verse 5 to verse 7. 
First Corinthians chapter 15 from verse 5 to 7. Yes. And that he was seen by Cephas, then yeah. by the twelve. He was seen by Cephas, Peter, and the twelve. After that he was seen by over 500 brethren at once. He was seen by over 500 people at once. Are they dreaming? Are they sleeping? 500 people seeing the resurrected Jesus at the same time. How can you say it's hallucination? Of whom the greater part remain to the present. The greater part are alive till now. But some have fallen asleep. Some have fallen asleep. They, are, they, are, they have died. After that he was sent by James. Then by all the apostles. So in 40 days, Jesus knew that people like you would doubt. You, you, you would doubt when you hear that somebody has risen from the dead. And because of that, for 40 days after he rose from the dead, he was in no hurry to go to heaven and stay there. He showed himself to Mary Magdalene, showed himself to Peter, then showed himself to James, that his doubting brother who was telling him to go to Jerusalem. He showed himself to the women. He showed himself to 500 people at one time. He showed himself, even he asked them, do you have fish? They gave him fish. Then he ate in the midst of them. Then he said, look, I am, I am not spirit. I'm not a ghost. Do you see ghosts eating like this? Then he walked with some of them on the road to him house. He walked with them. He walked with them. So that they will know that, that when they say it and you doubt, today you will have the record. Forty days after he rose from the dead, he proved to human beings that I am alive. They use the Greek word Take Marion. Infallible proofs. You see? Unstoppable, undeniable, unconquerable evidence that he has risen from the dead. The resurrection of Jesus, please, is proof that there is heaven and there is hell. Because he said in John 14, 1 to 3, that don't let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my father's house, there are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you. When I finish, I will come back and I will take you to myself. So that where I am, there you may be also. If Jesus had not risen from the dead, you are stupid for believing that there is heaven. But his resurrection should make you know. And know that you know. And know that you know that you know that you know that he has prepared a place. We are just waiting for the trumpet. When he comes, he will take you so that where he is, there you may be also. The resurrection of Jesus is proof of the virgin birth. One of the things which, when we read the Bible, all of us say, yeah. This one is difficult too. A woman didn't sleep with a man and she became pregnant. So does the Bible expect us to believe that? Well, uh, since it's the Bible, uh, uh, my brother's daughter says, uh, faith is trying to believe what you know is not true. You know? The resurrection of Jesus is proof that he didn't come into the world in a normal way. And he left in an abnormal supernatural way to prove that virgin birth is what I, I say I was born without any man sleeping with a woman. 
That's why I got up. If you say it's not true, you too get up when you die. Get up. Get up when you die. When they bury you, get up and follow the people. The resurrection of Jesus is proof that Jesus is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. In Romans chapter 14 verse 9 the Bible says this is why Jesus both died and rose from the dead. So that he will be Lord both of dead people and people who are alive forevermore. Romans chapter 14 verse 9 For to this end Christ died and rose and lived again yes. that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. He is Lord. He is Lord. He is Lord. Every African should listen. Dead people who you pour libation to, they have a Lord. They have a master. They have a king. He is Jesus. He is Lord of dead people. And he is Lord of living people. All ancestral worshippers should listen. Jesus both died and rose from the dead. So that he will be Lord both of dead people and living people forever. But not only that. The resurrection of Jesus is proof that Jesus has broken the right arm of Satan forever. In Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14 and 15, the Bible says he took flesh and blood so that through death he would destroy him that had the key of death. That is the devil. And he freed all the people who have been slaves because of fear of death. Hebrews but, chapter 2. Yes. Verse 14 and 15. Yes. Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shed in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. <laughs> you know, if Satan and the witch in your hometown Eh? That family which you fear so much when you see you don't want to eat because a witch has come. That fetish in your hometown, the voodoo, the akbasu, the nanatungu, eh? antuanyama, eh? Eh, who? Eh, kondongoli, konyogi. Eh, yes, if, if those spirits were powerful, why didn't they stop Jesus from getting up? The resurrection of Jesus is proof that he has conquered the king of death and collected the key from him. And the keys of death and Hades are in his hands. Revelation chapter 1. Let's just read from verse 17 and 18. Revelation chapter 1 verse 17 and 18. Yes. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, but he laid his right hand on me, saying to me, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. Yes. I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. I am he who lives. I was dead, and I'm alive forevermore. Amen. Amen. And I, and I have the keys of Hades and of death. No juju man, no witch can tell you you will die, and you will die if you appeal to Jesus. <laughs> because the keys of death and hate are in his hands. 
Wow. The resurrection of Jesus is proof that there is life forevermore. He has brought to light immortality and abolished death by his resurrection. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 20 to 23 is very interesting. We will not read it. But he says, our forefather Adam brought death. But Jesus brought the resurrection from the dead. So through man, death came. Through another man, the man Jesus, resurrection from the dead came. The resurrection of Jesus is proof that God has accepted Jesus' sacrifice on our behalf for our sins. You see? Because 2 Corinthians 5.21 puts it well. He says, He who knew no sin, God made him to be sin for us, so that we will become the righteousness of God in him. If God had not accepted Jesus' sacrifice for our sins, Jesus would not rise from the dead. Now, we can say our sins are forgiven because of Jesus. Tell me any religion in the world which can assure you your sins are forgiven. You can't. How? You don't drink water for sin to be forgiven. Eh? The only person who brings forgiveness from sin is Jesus. And he rose from the dead to prove it. But before I, I, I move on, I want to put across at least three more points. The resurrection of Jesus from the dead means the God and Father of Jesus is the only God in the world. There is no, all the other people they call gods, if they are not the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, they are not God. Every religion is wrong except the religion of Jesus Christ. Did you hear me? I want an amen to that. Amen. Every other way to get to God is wrong. The God of Jesus is the only God. Not only that. The resurrection of Jesus is the proof that the Bible is the only word of God in the world. No, I'm not getting an amen for that. Amen. Look, as I speak, there are over 29 different holy books which say that they are also words of God. Holy books. But I'm saying the book which Jesus believed, the book Jesus quoted to Satan, the book Jesus worked with, is the only book of God. Because he rose from the dead to prove that this is it. This is the truth. And my final point this morning is that the resurrection of Jesus means that in his name, you can cast out demons. In his name, you can heal the sick. In his name, you can... Because Philippians 2, from verse 9 to 11 says, Wherefore God also has highly exalted Jesus, and given Jesus the name above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, every tongue should confess Jesus, his Lord, to the glory of God the Father. In heaven, on earth, under the earth. Therefore, 
When you say the name of Jesus, you are not conversing. You are holding supernatural power. Everybody who can use the name of Jesus is a holder of supernatural authority and power because of the resurrection of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let me spend just a few minutes talking about the, the benefits of Jesus' resurrection. Number one is the Holy Spirit. You know, yesterday we heard about the Holy Spirit. But John 7.39 says, The Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. It is when Jesus rose from the dead that his glory began. And he got to heaven. He sent down Pentecost, the Holy Spirit. The resurrection of Jesus from the dead is what has opened the door for the Holy Spirit to work. Two, the resurrection of Jesus is the concrete, the foundation, the ground for the building of the church. If Jesus had died as a criminal and he was crucified, it's easy to be crucified where two, two thieves not crucified with Jesus. It's easy to be crucified. The challenge is to get up. The thieves were crucified with Jesus. Even Jesus forgave one of them his sins. But did he get up? Uh-huh. So, getting up from the dead is the message of the church. When we say good news, good news, what is good news? It's not good news to tell us that we are sinners. It's not good news to tell us that the wages of sin is death. You'll be going to hell. The good news is that Jesus has paid for our sins and he has reason to prove it. Everywhere you go in the world, you will see a cemetery. Because people are buried there. Every town, every village has its own cemetery. But the kingdom of God has no cemetery. The message of the church, the foundation, the ground, the cornerstone, the pillar of the church is the resurrection. Anybody who can take the resurrection away from us will crush the church. We have no message. We are also like, just like any religion. And then, number three benefit of Jesus' resurrection is the hope of a resurrection body. Wow. You know, when Jesus rose up from the dead, they closed the door and he appears. And he is in their midst. He rose up and went to heaven against gravity. The resurrection of Jesus says, a day is coming. This lowly body of yours will be changed. So that the way it smells when you don't brush your teeth, your mouth will smell like lavender for millions of years. That, that is what is called glory. Jesus himself said it in Matthew thirteen forty three. He said that we shall shine like the sun. You see? The way you wake up and you are kuntai, a time is coming. Eh? When you get up, you are shining like the sun. When you pass by, there will be no need for electricity. You, you are electricity. There is no doom so. No doom so in heaven. 
Have you found it? Matthew Matthew chapter 13 verse 43. Then the righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. The righteous will shine forth as the sun. Not even as stars. Not as candle or gaslight. You know many of these times when you go for to these studios, they shine very powerful light on your face so that your face will be clear in the television. No need for that. You yourself will be shining like the sun. Now, this body, after 70, 80, 90 years, my wife says they shouldn't call her grandma. You, you become grandma. Then you walk toy, toy, toy with a walking stick like this. Say, how old is he? Say, 107. <laughs> 107 and you are already using walking stick. Then what will you do when you are 200? Then 300. A body has been reserved for you. Wow. Which can last for one million, billion, trillion, quadrillion, no octillion years. You know, when you see God today, he's like a 25-year-old boy. That body is only for us because he rose. He rose to make it possible. For us to get, Paul says, and to me now is laid up the crown of righteousness. All those things that you will sit on the same throne with Jesus is only possible because Jesus rose. Now, we are going to rise up. And I want you to respond to the resurrection of Jesus. I want you in your being. You can see why every one of Jesus' followers, they died for Jesus like flies and butterflies. You see, why? Why is it that the people who follow Jesus, all of them, all of them were killed. James was killed by Acts chapter 12. They killed all of them. They were in prison. They stoned them. They didn't mind. Why? The resurrection. <laughs> they saw Jesus fili fili, gana gana, crucified, risen on the dead days. Oh, even if I die, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so they lived for Jesus. They died for Jesus. Many of us are afraid because of the land you have. Because of that building. That degree course you are doing. You haven't married us yet. Say, Jesus, don't come as here. You see? Those people, they died for Jesus. They were stoned. They were crucified. They were beheaded. Why? They saw Jesus risen from the dead. They said, ah! Then, it doesn't mean there is life beyond this grave before I'm worrying like this. We are strangers here. We are pilgrims here. You are just passing through. Don't put all your strength here. Otherwise you'll be a fool. Because how many years are you going to be here?
out from the sermon is that among the disciples at each point in time, there was something that convinced them that Jesus indeed was from the dead. And that propelled them beyond argument, beyond persecution, not to pray. Maybe it is an imprint of the Spirit on your heart. Maybe it is a divine encounter. Maybe it's the word of God. Maybe it's today's sermon. Not to pray in the name of Jesus. And that Father Mashapa Rakata. And as I'm listening to the sermon, Mashokikikapa Rakato Shukikapa Mandelebelegede Mashokikapa Marekikapa. And the touch he granted into Thomas. And the John who went to the tomb. And he saw and he believed. And the Peter and the encounter. And the two disciples on the on the chain of Emmaus. Hey, Mashokikapa Rakikapa Shukikapa. And that divine encounter. And that divine evidence in our heart bearing witness beyond argument, beyond pressure, beyond the fear of men. Makaro Shukikapa. An inner witness and a conviction that indeed there is the resurrection. That conviction that he is life. And there is judgment. And there is hell. And there is heaven. And there is life. And there is resurrection. In the name of Jesus. Shapa, le palagata, shapa, le palagata, karoki kapa, yes, maroki kapa, le taluki kerebo shuki kapa, male palagata, male palagata, rakato shuki kapa, lakianta, his counting and counting in our heart, asha, ma palapalaba, rapalagata, panta, repalagata, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, he mentioned that it is not going down to death. That is the issue. Even the criminals can die on the cross. But the difference is the ability to come out when you are there. You have to pray that by the reason of this resurrection, anything that is dead in your life will come to life. Either it is hope, either it is destiny, either it is ministry, either it is career, whatever is dead, the of the Who rule our thought, who rule our will, who rule our desire, who rule our decision. 
JFK Men's Ministries on Facebook and YouTube and invite others to listen to his podcast. You can also access some of JFK Men's books and keep up with his ministry at www.jfkmensministries.org. God bless you.